What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the A1 Podcast. Um, I don't really have any guests coming on today. Oh, wow, my AirPods. But I don't have any guests uh, coming on today. I am just going to be flying solo for this episode. But I wanted to talk about something that was really important, something that's kind of been gripping my, my whole mental, <laughs> and that's been on my mind. Um, and it's the concept of communication. Um, I've been seeing that lately, something that's been very pervasive amongst a lot of people is that their communication skills are so bad. People don't want to talk to each other anymore. It's actually kind of hilarious and very sad. Yes, it's sad, but it's, it's really funny to me because I've always wondered why people, especially recently, can't even communicate effectively anymore. It went from, okay, we could disagree and we could fight, but at least we're able to communicate effectively to now people just don't want to talk. People can't be straightforward with each other. You know, people can't really have a decent conversation. And I think that's one thing that's a very, very big problem. I see it everywhere in all types of relationships, mother and son, father and daughter, Father and son, mother and daughter, friends, best friends, girlfriends, boyfriends, husbands, wives. It seems to me like the problem of uh, miscommunication is so bad that we are now in a society where communicating and just talking out your problems is either given very negatively or received very negatively. And people, for some odd reason, don't understand how to communicate effectively. And I remember I had preached a sermon on this uh, last month to my home church, and I figured that I would pull the same kind of ideas from that sermon and kind of put it together in, in this context just because it's pretty freaking bad what I'm seeing. The communication levels are just terrible. People don't want to talk. It's sad. It's hurtful. And people are getting hurt because of it. So I just wanted to drop an episode just talking about the three different ways, the three different uh, structures in order to be able to hold um, a decent conversation with someone to be able to communicate effectively. So looking here, I just want to go over the first thing. First, I wanted to go over the definition of communication according to the dictionary. Um, and the first definition that pops up is the imparting or exchanging of information or news. Simple. Another definition of it would also be the successful conveying or sharing of ideas and feelings. Why can't we do that nowadays? Why can't we do that nowadays? Why does it seem so hard? Why is this so difficult for people like, well, people like us? I mean, everyone. Thinking about any type of situation. I want you to go back and think about any type of situation where you felt like somebody couldn't communicate effectively with you. It's sad. It's aggravating. It bothers you. And that makes perfect sense. Because we all want to be able to have somebody there who can talk to us and be honest with us and be clean with us. But unfortunately, due to natural human nature, we apparently can't do that. It's a sick, cold world out there. We don't really talk to each other like that. We don't really address each other like that. And it's one of those things that's really been griping me. So what I did was I split 
healthy communication into three different parts. We're going to go over each of those three parts to be able to construct a way for you to be able to have an effective conversation with anyone that you meet. Because apparently, we don't have a crash course on how to communicate effectively. And I think that's a problem. Okay. So I split it up into three parts. We have premeditation, proper verbiage, and body language, basically in the moment conversing, and then the post-conversational emotions and reactions. I want to talk about the first part. I really want you guys to understand. You can never walk into a situation where you want to have a conversation with someone and have ill intent. It doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. All you're doing at that point is hurting yourself and hurting the person you're involved with. So what's the point? Why go into a conversation with, with such a negative premeditated mind? Not premeditated mind, but with such a negative form of premeditation. You have to know exactly what you want coming out of the conversation. If I'm going to have a conversation with my girlfriend, I can't go into the conversation with the intent of me winning the argument. A lot of us walk into a conversation just trying to prove our point and win. We need to stop doing that. That's not helping anyone. It's not helping you and it's not helping me if you come up to me with a certain grievance or a certain ailment and instead of communicating effectively with me, instead of having a good conversation with me and instead of talking to me about it, you're going into the conversation just trying to win an argument. That's not effective. That doesn't work. Isn't that a shame? Doesn't it bother, bother anyone else? You need to understand that everything that we do before we walk into a conversation can affect the conversation. For example, you have a husband and a wife. The wife, before the husband leaves for work, makes some snarky comment, right? And what ends up happening? The husband doesn't appreciate that comment. So the husband decides to go off and go to work. He's pissed. He's angry. So he starts snapping at his boss. His boss doesn't understand what's going on with him. So his boss says, I think you need to relax. After having that conversation with the boss, it pisses the husband off even more. So now he's had a bad day at work because everybody couldn't believe that he had just snapped at the boss. So then the husband is driving on his way home from work without a positive outlook, not seeing the good in the situation. He goes on his way from work, driving, hits a curb. Now, the car is completely fine. It's not damaged. Nothing's wrong with it. But he still hit the curb. He cusses, gets upset, and gets angry even more. He gets even more angry. So all it took was two little things. Now, you're already pissed off. He's already pissed off about his wife. He's already pissed off about his boss. And he's already pissed off that he hit the curb. Even though he shouldn't be. But he is. And it's sad. But he's pissed. 
So already he's walking into a doomed situation because he really wants to talk to his wife about the conversation or what she said rather earlier that morning. So he's already angry, not really thinking about what the hell he's even going to say to her. And already he has a nasty attitude. He goes up to the wife. Babe, why the hell did you say what you said to me earlier today? And that right there is premeditation and why we need to be careful. Because the husband's thoughts were so filled with such negative things and negative situations, he didn't give, him, he didn't give himself a chance to clear out, to calm down, to really think about what he was going to say to the wife. Now you're having a toxic conversation. Now the conversation that you're having is toxic. How in the world is the husband going to be able to communicate effectively with the wife if he's already in a pissed off mood? No, it doesn't work like that. If you can't have a conversation and not be able to have that conversation going into it with some positivity, you're not going to enjoy your time having that conversation. And that's why the premeditation is so important. Because if you're not going to go into it with a positive outlook and a positive mindset, you won't come out of it with a positive outlook and a positive mindset. So now moving forward, we need to talk about this specific scenario about proper verbiage and body language. Sometimes we aren't able to communicate and we don't know how to get it across effectively. And there needs to be a boundary in order to build that level of communication. I'm talking about the physical, the tonal boundary. If you're going to have a conversation with someone, why in the world do you not watch your tone? I've noticed a lot of people don't understand that their tone gives them away. Their body language gives them away. 93% of communication is body language. 7% of it is the actual tone. Your body language is literally everything when having a conversation. So we're going to look again at this husband and wife. So the husband goes, why the hell did you say what you said earlier? Mind you, I want you to note that what she said was trivial in nature. The reason why I didn't say anything specific is because it could really be anything. Think about any little slight thing that your significant other has said to piss you off. Any little thing. Now insert that to what the wife said to the husband earlier that day. Honey, babe, why the hell did you say what you said to me earlier? Got a problem. Now, the husband, he's already thrown his bag on the ground. He's already barged through the door. He's flustered. He's tired. He's upset. And now, he looks like he's challenging his wife by sitting down, looking at her with a straight face, and just saying, why the hell did you say what you said earlier? So now the wife is already put off. Because in her mind, she doesn't think what she said was a big deal. But of course, the husband doesn't know that. He can't know that because they haven't even gotten there yet in the conversation. So as she's trying to talk to him and say, what do you mean, babe? Like, was it what I said? Remember, 
insert whatever your significant other has said to piss you off in the past year? Was it because I said this and this? Now the husband looks at her and goes, yeah, that really got me upset. And then he crosses his legs. He sits back in the chair. Face palms. He caresses his eyebrows with his fingers. The wife can tell that the husband's annoyed. She knows it now. But the husband isn't doing anything to really help the situation. He's frustrated. He's angered. And that's understandable. He's been through a lot. But how in the world are you going to help the situation? At that point. The husband sitting back. His fingers are rolling around his eyebrows. He's stressed out. People need to understand that there needs to be a way for you to air out your issues in a manner that is non-toxic in the midst of that conversation. She basically is saying, honey, what's going on? Like, are you okay? So now the husband just starts huffing and puffing and going, well, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, I, why? She's asking a straightforward question. But the husband is so up in his head that his body language is so negative. He's huffing and puffing. He's turning his back away from her. He keeps moving and fidgeting and moving about and moving around. The husband's pissed. But since the husband hasn't taken care of step one, now we're in step two. To where now his negativity is translating in his body language. So now the wife, obviously misunderstanding, is now starting to take offense. Because he's been acting like this for like five minutes now. And she's been asking like, what's going on? You want to talk about it? He goes, I mean, yeah, whatever. Like, it's whatever. It's whatever. It's whatever. The husband shouldn't be trying to brush the wife off. Don't ever just say it's whatever to anything. Don't do that. Don't brush it off. That's negative behavior. That's toxic behavior. So now... We have a situation where the husband has already turned the wife off, so now she's pissed. And slowly but surely, we all know what happens next. The whole mess devolves into an argument. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So you can only imagine what kind of argument that was. The husband whips around and says, I don't know why you're being so naggy to me right now. The wife looks back at him and goes, what the hell's your problem? Is there something you want to say to me? The husband looks, looks back at her and essentially tells her, you never understand. You always say these hurtful things and I hate it. You're toxic. I hate you. Obviously, I skipped around. I skipped around and sped up the process because that's usually what would happen at the end of a toxic relationship that has toxic communication. That's going to take me to step three. The post-conversational emotions and reactions. This is where all of us fail. So after an argument like that, he's already messed up steps one and two. The husband, that is. He's already messed all of it up. 
So now what do you do? What do you do next? The husband, what usually happens, especially with the husband, he harbors the anger and resentment from the argument, and so does the wife. Or, they'll sweep the issue under the rug. Or, they save it to use it against the other person eventually in the future. They keep tabs. They're keeping marks on each other. After an argument, after a conversation, you cannot walk away from it angry, resentful, upset, pissed off. You can't do it. Because that doesn't help anyone. You need to learn how to let go. You need to learn how to forgive. It's really unfortunate. Especially in my generation, communication has become so complicated. Just talk. All you need to do is just talk. It's understandable for you to feel it the way that you feel. But if you're not cautious and take very quality care of each of these three steps, you won't be able to have an effective communication with your partner or an effective conversation with your partner. You will not have an effective conversation with your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, your uncles, your, your boyfriends, your girlfriends, your wives, your husbands. It will not work. Stop putting yourself in a position to where you think that you're always right. Because if you were really all that right, people would argue with you. But here we are. Here we are living in a world where everybody thinks they're right, but yet they all have terrible communication skills. Just look at this past election. You weren't able to have a conversation with somebody if they were a different political party than you. That's toxic. That's bad. We're all human. We all have flaws. We all disagree on everything. So what I urge you to do, yes, you, the person who's listening right now, what I'm urging you to do is learn how to be a more effective communicator. You have the tools. Listen to this episode as much as you possibly can. But go out there. Do your work. Because we are losing communicators. We are losing good communicators. Thank you guys so much for listening to the A1 Podcast. And as always, I'll see you next Wednesday. Y'all have a good rest of your day.